having a mic. I, uh, I hang out on the street, and so I have to carry over the semi-trucks and the sirens going past, and so I'm not used to being miked. <laughs> so I'm Pastor Margaret Kelly. I serve at Shobie's Table, which is one of the new starts in the St. Paul area Senate, so the other side of the river. The other side. I, I make no commentary on <laughs> sides of the river. <laughs> So I serve in the St. Paul Area Synod, and I am one of seven, I think. It could be eight. It could be six. I'm not entirely sure right now. Uh, new new church starts in the St. Paul Area Synod. And I was called uh, almost five years ago to build a congregation in which the leadership comes from folks living in poverty, particularly those who struggle with mental illness, chemical addictions, uh, homelessness, and risk of homelessness. My background is that I'm a clinical social worker as well. I did a joint program, a Master of Social Work with a Master of Divinity at the same time. Um, so this is my cup of tea. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never more comfortable than I am on the street uh, with someone who is really struggling with mental health symptoms and perhaps not sober at that moment in time, and I get to pray with them. That is, that is where I uh, am called to be. And not everyone is, and I am not called to be in a lot of other places. So it's it's where God put me. I uh, I love the the Mark stories, the baptism and the transfiguration. Uh, one of the things that happens when folks um, hear that I work with uh, a rougher crowd, right? Folks who don't necessarily want to get sober or want to be in recovery, want to be housed even, uh, is they say, "What well, don't you want to fix people?" Don't you want to change people? Don't you want to just uh, take care of it? Uh, I want people not to suffer. Right? That, I, I want that. But I'm not in it to uh, change people. If somebody happens to get sober, great. But that's not what I'm in it for. And so we hear in, in Mark's uh, testimony of Jesus, we hear that... Uh, Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, a voice descended from heaven and said, You are my beloved, and I'm pleased with you. It doesn't say, Jesus, you're my beloved because you're marching to the cross. It doesn't say, Jesus, you're my beloved because Jesus hasn't even really started ministry yet. It doesn't say, Jesus, you're my beloved because you made it through the temptation in the wilderness, because that happens later. You are my beloved. I'm pleased with you, period, end, done. It's all done. Nothing more to that story. And if we are baptized into that baptism of Christ, then that voice comes out and says, you are my beloved, done. Done deal. Nothing else. Nothing that you did before and nothing you do after matters. You are mine, that is it. But what I think is fascinating is that we get the transfiguration story. And the transfiguration story happens after Peter says, but Jesus, shut up, you're going to die. Don't tell us about that. Don't tell us about dying. And you know what Jesus says? He says, get behind me, Satan. 
you don't know what you're talking about, right? Jesus calls out the disciples, so um, which I appreciate, right? Because we are disciples, and we screw up, and Peter didn't get it, and Peter's the rock the church is built on. Peter didn't get it. <laughs> so I love this for so many reasons. So right after this moment of, of Jesus telling Peter to get over it, deal, manage it, they go up to a mountain. Peter, James, and John, and Jesus. And while they're on the mountain, Jesus suddenly changes, right? He's transfigured. He glows. And for a moment, they see who he really is. Like, they get a glimpse into who Christ is. And then again, there is the voice. And it says, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Peter, remember how you weren't listening before? Listen to him. Listen to him. He's going to tell you how beloved you are and how much I am interested in having you in this world and in this creation. So when people say, aren't you just in it for people to be changed and sober up, I'm in it for people to be transfigured. And in that transfiguration, they hear and they listen and they remember that voice that called out at their baptism, you are my beloved, period. I am pleased with you, period, right? So I am in it for transfiguration because I think that once we start to hear and listen to God calling out that we are beloved in this world, then we sober up. We think we're worthy of sobriety. We think we are worthy of housing. We think we are worthy of healthy relationships. Because if you don't think you're worthy of those things, you're not going to do it. You're not going to show up for treatment. You're not going to show up for your housing appointments. You're not going to show up for any of these things. And we see that over and over again. Our core leaders, so we have a food truck. Um, I may have left that out. We have a food truck. <laughs> I usually lead with that, but I maybe didn't because I get excited about this. We have a food truck. We bring church to people with a meal which I think is the oldest way of doing ministry in some ways because Jesus shows up and they eat all the time. Like, there's constant eating. The coming lesson for this Sunday is the feeding of the 5,000. There's a lot of eating with Jesus and a lot of praying and a lot of people not getting it. So we show up on the street in the east side of St. Paul. It's the poorest part of the east metro, so the poorest part of the St. Paul area synod. We show up and we say, okay, so uh, here's some food. You can hang out with us and pray if you want. It doesn't matter to us. We're happy to feed you, and we're going to get to know you. And if you want to participate, we'd love to have you either just hang out with us or cook the food with us, because this isn't charity. People from the neighborhood cook the food that we hand out for free every Thursday morning. And the people who show up on Thursday morning to cook the food for two hours that we take out on the food truck, they've changed. In the last uh, three years... By simply showing up and saying to Candy and Gary and Noah and Sarah, you are beloved. God loves you. We're in this. We're doing this thing. Nothing you can do can make me kick you out of Shelby's table. You might make me a little crazy. But nothing's going nothing's gonna to change our presence with you. And you know what we've seen? The relationships are a lot healthier. They value being healthy in relationships. We see them trying to live in community and be uh, present to one another and be accountable to one another. It, uh, at this point, they, uh, 
couple of our folks watch a, a two-year-old every week. He's gotten to the point where he says, well, I'm going to go tell Pastor Margaret because he knows that when they come to church with us, we work on remembering how beloved we are by saying, okay, that was probably not a good move. The accountability behaviors, right? The showing up and being accountable to one another is how we remember we're beloved. It's really uncomfortable. And that's how we remember that we are beloved, is by saying, you are worth so much to me, I'm going to call you out when it's not working. You are worth so much to me, I'm going to keep showing up and showing up and showing up. And so that's what we do on the street every Thursday together is we keep showing up. Even when we don't get it like Peter, Peter keeps showing up, right? Peter shows up all the time. Never gets it, ever. He never gets it. And still, he's the rock that the church is founded on. And he shows up and hears and occasionally listens that Jesus is beloved And we occasionally remember and listen that we too are baptized into a baptism like Christ. And so we too are beloved. And we too are worth housing and good food and sobriety and healthy relationships and joy in life. So that's the good news out of here, right? Is that we are beloved. Nothing more, nothing less. And the creator will never Turn his back on us. All right. So, on the street, we have Holy Communion every week. And so we say, in the night in which Jesus was betrayed by his best friends, for they were his best friends, Jesus took the bread, blessed it, gave it for all to eat, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after they had eaten that meal, Jesus took the cup, blessed it, gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, given and shed for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And our invitation to communion on the street is, this isn't Pastor Margaret's table, this is not Shobi's table, this is Jesus' table. And all people are welcome at this table. So dearly beloved, all are welcome to receive this gift of forgiveness. You, Lord, are everything I am not, a mighty fortress to you, Lord. I give everything I've got, your name I will bless. I will bless.